Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I pressed the button on the intro, but I forgot what Liam and I decided beforehand. Are we doing the delicious debate for Wendy's right now, or are we pushing it after the game recap? We're going to push it, because it's a hot topic that cannot be discussed too early. It's not that hot. It will be a debate that is delicious, then, yes? It will cause a debate. Are you sure? Oh, I am. I am positive. Some people have some things to say about this. All right. Well, then let's get to <laughs> the recap of the Winnipeg Jets game from last night. 3-1 win for the Edmonton Oilers. Huge victory all around. And I want to give a shout out to our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. There's one thing better than discussing memories. It's making new ones. And Alberta Blue Cross wants to help you do that. They are our official pro- travel provider of all nation vacations. If you go to ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel, that's where you get more information. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel may take you. So we'll start off with the game recap. Last night, the one out, here's what I want to start about it. Connor Hellebuck is so annoying. And I say that purely from a place of jealousy. <laughs> the first period. 53 minutes worth of jealousy. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. The first period, the Oilers probably should have gone into the intermission up 2-3-1. But that was one of those ones where Connor Hellebuck was just Connor Hellebuck. And you see what an elite goalie looks like. To Stu's credit, matched up right there with him. But in that first period, it was getting really frustrating. And it was almost like, oh, no, they're not gonna, we're not going to talk about a silver lining night, are we? Because this fucking guy goalies us. Well, and that was the thing for the team, at least, is that they didn't get back into that old mode of, well, we came out and gave it our best for a period and the puck didn't go in. Yeah. You know, that kind of mentality just didn't stick. Leon Dreisaitl even said in his post game, we stuck with it. Even when we were get, weren't getting frustrated, just stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Ultimately hilarious that Darnell Nurse's tying goal was absolutely grotesque, but way she goes sometimes. Happens to the best of them. Tyler? Yeah, kind of the reason why I wasn't like panicking or anything in the third period during our watch along. Like we were all pretty calm because I mean, we always finished that game with 78 shot attempts at all strengths. Like that is crazy. That is a lot of rubber going towards Connor Hellebuck. And when you got to the third period, it was just kind of like you, and especially cause they were only down one, nothing and Stu was holding up his end of the bargain. Yep. You kind of just figured eventually one's going to get through somehow, whether it would have been McDavid doing something ridiculous or it would have been, you know, a lucky bounce like they got on the nurse goal. So yeah, I, I was pretty confident that whole time because the Oilers played a really good hockey game. Liam, what do you take of it? Uh, yeah, I think the Oilers played well and, deserve to win the game. I think 
I think Connor Hellebuck play, played well, but also was kind of weird throughout. I found he, he was giving up a ton of rebounds. There's some, yeah. You got some lucky bounces there. Yeah, yep. New Orleans just weren't able to get on top of them. And I, I think back to the first period too, where he was like lay on the ice like a street hockey goalie and just yeah. like sprawled across. And he was yeah. missing out four times. Yeah. Like one of them went off his head, which is crazy too. But I feel like the Oilers could have got a stranglehold on that game a little bit earlier. But like Drysaddle said, they, they stuck with it and proved that they're a very good hockey team with a, like a 68% chance of making the playoffs still. Darnell Nurse. 68 plus. 68%. We're going to talk about Lord. that in a second. <laughs> Darnell Nurse picks up a pass from Ryan McLeod in the neutral, or I guess, yeah, in the neutral zone, goes in, takes a wrister, just admits he wants to get a shot on net. That's the one that ultimately cracked the dam a little bit. Leon Drysaddle from his office on the power play. That is two goals now for Leon Dreisaitl in the last three games from that spot on the power play. It's nice to see those going in for Leon again. And that was, I think that was more of a vintage Leon Dreisaitl goal than even the other one because he got it from such an impossible angle. Yeah, still like, found a way to sneak it through. Yeah, like somehow I think the only thing that could have got through that gap was a puck. So shout out Leon. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to like we said earlier in the season when the Oilers were struggling, like they were largely unlucky for a big, big stretch of that slump. And this is just things kind of coming back to normal. Like, but they're Leon, playing better too, though. Nah, man. Yeah, yeah, they are like, sure. But this I mean, isn't like two on ones and three on twos that they've given up lately. Yeah. Not like, a lot, not as many as they were in the beginning. Yeah. But they're definitely playing better, but also yeah. still gave up breakaways yesterday and, and Stu stopped them. Like, again, I made this point on ONE today. The, the reason why the Oilers were losing games earlier in the year, couldn't get a save stars weren't produced start power play wasn't producing like it used to couldn't get a bounce. What's happened these last couple of games gotten a bounce stars started producing goalies making saves. Like this is the same old Oilers. It's not like they found something that we haven't seen from them in the last two years. It's just them going back to their normal level. This is their penalty. Penalty kill is a lot better right now than yeah. it, especially in an block than it has in recent memory. That 18 in a row up until last night. Yeah. Yeah. They're at eight, over 89% with them. Mm-hmm. And like what changed besides the coach? Nothing really, right? I'm not, this is not a, I mean, that's maybe one downfall for Woody, but uh, other than that, I don't think, you know, changing the coach is gonna be that much different, <laughs> but obviously it has. And whether people like it or not, uh, Paul Coffey needs some, some credit here as well, because the defense looks a lot better right now. I do have a quote from Matthias Ekholm on Paul Coffey, if you please. Go ahead. And I quote, what I really enjoy about him is he wants us to make plays. He wants us up in the rush, closing gaps. He wants us to give our forwards clear passes and not just flip it out when we're tired. Even then, he wants us to make plays, and I really think that's the way to go. Sometimes that making plays just gets lost, and you go for the simple out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's times to make the simple out. Sure. And I think you need to figure that out as well. But I th- yeah, for the most part, you puck starts in your own end. You need that guy to, to, to move it up properly. Another thing that happened last night for the first time in nearly 40 games, Ryan McLeod put a puck in the back of the net. Finished off his road trip in Monday. Yep. Went for a sausage. Yep. We, we measured the kilometers in which he had traveled on the ice since last scoring a goal. 
Ah. Um, he made it to Mundare, Alberta. Yeah. So the new NHL stats website, NHL Edge, is like the thing, the chip all the players have. Yeah. So you can see how far a player has skated since some point of last season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, all of this season, you can see their hardest shot, their average shot, their average speed, their top speed. But the one we've been having the most fun with is distance because we also went and did the math on how far Cody Cece has skated since his last goal. Oh, Any where guesses? Where up? Any Red guesses? Deer? Red Deer? We're going, sorry, going, we're going, going east. east. Oh, going east. Okay. Lloyd uh, Minster. Yeah, Lloyd I was going to say, is he before? Is he longer than longer than Clowder? Oh yeah. oh yeah, we're going to Elbow, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Elbow? Dan, what you got? I I know the answer because I was sitting right outside the studio where they were recording, so I won't spoil it. Estevan, <laughs> closer. Winnipeg. He's made it to Winnipeg. <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which makes Skate sense. It's a Winnipeg because they don't have an airport. Yeah, you can't mm. get there any so, other way. Yeah, there's only one way to go there, and it is not via aeroplane. Yep. Unless you go to Fargo. That's why we have yeah, six of days off now after we played Winnipeg because they got to make yeah, it out yeah, of Winnipeg. Right it's, well, it's kind of like when NFL teams go to London for games. Yep. And yeah, exactly the same. The next week, this is a yeah, but they're not taking situation. a they're not taking a boat back. We have to get on a couple of buses. <laughs> true. Yep. The only way to get to England is via boat. It's true. They couldn't get. <laughs> an appropriate flight out of Brandon. So they just had to take the bus all the way out. Yeah, just yeah. At least the team bus building. ride team building fucking right. So at least the, the bus ride was popping last night. Who do you yeah. think brought the, the, the slap shots, uh, DVD? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, good. I was going to say, Yamark. I think Yamark may, might have the slap shot. Uh, so yeah, Cody CC this season has already skated 85.5 kilometers without scoring a goal. So you just kind of do the math on like that. And then times it by four because he basically didn't score all of last season. It was the they second game of the year. Last year? Scored in the second game of the year, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can take that, times it by four, and you're getting 85 times four. Yeah, you're getting a lot of Columbus. One boring drive to Winnipeg. Yeah. Get the plus when button. was his last goal? As somebody who's driven to Winnipeg, you know what that drive is like. I sure when was have. That his last Monotonous. goal before that goal, Tyler? Oof, I don't even know. Anyone want to take a guess on that one? For who? Sorry? For when CC? was CC's second last goal? Most re- second most recent goal. Was it with the Ottawa Senators? Oh, no, it was with the Oilers. Game seven. Oh, there we Scored go. game seven against the LA Kings. He did, didn't he? Yeah, that really weird, like just so random. Yeah. There you go. Well, a little trivia. Paul Coffey saw something in him. It's weird too, because Cody Cece, like I remember when he was in junior with the Ottawa 67s, Tyler. Mm-hmm. He was mostly as an offensive defenseman or at least some more of a two-way guy than he is currently. That's junior hockey, baby. Yeah. He was like the... You get that overall pick rate, fifteen. It was a super high pick. It's seventeen goals in in his draft year. It's not bad. Maybe Paul Coffey just needs to unlock that. Hey, Cody Ceci, remember you used to score goals? He goes, "Oh, damn it!" <laughs> Long time ago. You're right. Forgot about, forgot about that. Shit. Show my DVD of it. Anything else that stuck out from last night's win over the Winnipeg Jets? Well, another thing I want to mention is again, I was pumping Connor Hallibuck's tires. Stu went safe for safe. He wasn't nearly as busy, that's for sure. Mm. But it wasn't like he didn't have to make important saves on the way to that win because if the Jets got the second goal and then it's two rip, all of a sudden that's a much different situation trying to get it's not only harder. two on Hellbuck to tie it, but three for the Yeah, win. it's way harder. No, the Oilers played a really good game last night. <clears throat> I know people don't want to like get too excited because they're still nine and 12 and whatever right now. But Tyler. Um, what you see right now, and I said it, they're what, seven and three in their last 10 now? Yeah, something right? like that. Three in a row, four in a row, yep. three lost in the middle. Yep. So yeah, seven hundred winning percent over the last ten games, and that's pretty much when that season started to turn around a bit. Um, there should be a lot more positivity out there. This room is very somber right now. I don't know why. Me and you are at one hundred percent. I know. I'm at one hundred five now. And last night, the Oilers did leapfrog the Anaheim Ducks, who have now lost eight in a row. 
as they come crashing back down to earth. Dude, See, I'm still, I'm still pushing the, I'm still pushing for the, for the division right now to win the division. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Second place. Of they course, are 15 the points behind Vegas. All right. Beat them once. Yeah, are you saying no, Rick? Come on. <laughs> what you're gonna sit there as a team and go, all right, guys, that's for dude. Well, no, for- I'm not saying they yeah. shouldn't be saying it. I think us, <laughs> with the benefit of not being on the team and we can be realistic, they're not catching Vegas. Why? Because they're 15 points back so at the quarter mark of the season can in Vegas. Lose, NHL. Can Vegas lose four four games in a row? Would you be astonished if they lost four in a row? They're four, three, and three. No, they can lose time. four games in a row. And would but you then, be astonished if the Oilers won seven in a row? No. Um, well, they didn't do it last Both season. Things can, okay, can so but if that happens, you've gained eight <clears throat> points. Yeah, so you cut it in half already. No, yeah, okay, you've cut it in half if the next eight games go like nearly perfectly for you. And then the rest of the season <laughs> stays also nearly perfect for you. I'm telling you, man. I you want a wager? Uh, I'll wager. Let's do it. Oh, side bet, side bet, side bet. I'll put a, let's put 50 bucks on it. What do you want though? Oh, that's not as fun. Just I thought like, we were cooking steaks. You got a steak? I can cook a steak. You no, I I thought it meant like full steaks. Like you got the onesie guy here who always wears a onesie for every bet oh, or eats cat it. food. Oh, he wants a monetary. I'm just stuck in a monetary. Did you not lose bet. it? Lose what? The onesie? Yes. Uh, I think it's at my house. You could argue he won that bet. I believe it was brought up in Seattle. <laughs> uh, somebody brought up in Seattle where that was. And I've. Pretty sure you said something along the lines of, yeah, I think you may have misplaced it. I may have, but or that's he not could confirmed. have just also straight lied to that person. <laughs> yeah, I was assuming that that thing just ended up going in the garbage disposal or something. No, no, no. It wouldn't have gone in the garbage. Yeah, you've I think had a lot of fun wearing that thing. Um, you anyway. really think they can win the division? Why not? That is, well, uh, why if, not why is not? the fact that they're, I mean, Sure. Why not? But they would they would have to play can, a crazy rate. Can I also 18 just, and 2 at the end of the season last year, right? Yeah, and they still didn't catch Vegas. Fair. Even the year before when Vegas Steelers didn't win the division. Two points, I think. Well, yeah, like they were until right they're there. until right. they're with the existence of the loser point, like how many they still have what, two more games against Vegas this year or three more? Two. Two more? Two so, games in hand. Okay, so yeah, so you win the two games in hand, that's eleven. Win the three games against them. It's down to five. No, they only have two more left. Sorry? They only have two more games left against them. Oh, then seven. Yeah. Seven so point win the gap. Two in hand, win the two in hand. Sweep them. Then win seven in a row and have Vegas lose four in a row. You're down seven points all of a sudden. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, have so do the scenario points. that you played out earlier of Vegas losing four and us winning seven. Well, another thing not being considered in all of this is the <laughs> fact that the LA Kings and Vancouver Canucks are also really good and more likely to win the division. Yeah, the, Vegas. the Oilers are 10 back of LA and LA has two games in hand. Uh, LA is technically on points percentage the number one team in the division. Correct. Nothing's you guys are just, just teaming up boys. on Rick to yeah, smash his dreams. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm with you, Rick. Until they're mathematically eliminated from winning the division, they can still win it. But yeah, the, the, no, the mountain I, I is steep. The mountain is steep. It's just, it's, it's they tough. Walk, we walked into this team this year, and I'm the one who said they, they could get to like 120 points. Obviously, now that's a little out of the reach. Is it, though? <laughs> Mathematically, yeah. <laughs> uh, not mathematically eliminated. I'm just saying. What about okay? I'm going to pivot then. Where do you two think they end up then? And then they'll be either third in the division or the number one wild card team. They'll be the number one wild card team this year. So and it's and you know what's going to happen is Colorado's going to win the conference. Colorado's going to win the conference, 
LA will be the second seed. Edmonton will be the number one wildcard seed. LA Edmonton round one. Oh, perfect. With us as the dogs. Ow, ow. Hot dog. So currently, since we're talking about this already. I personally po- don't think Vancouver can keep doing what they're doing right now. They would need 90 points in their final 60 games if they wanted well, to. got to win one game and then the next game and then the next game. Okay, but it, let's say the division win, Rick, is going to be 110 <laughs> points. Okay? He's not They'll wrong. need 91 <laughs> points in their final 60 games. 91 of a possible 120. I've seen a guy eat 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. <laughs> Nothing's impossible. Shout out to Joey Chestnut. <laughs> 40, wow. You consider Joey Chestnut. 45, 14, and 1 is what they'd have to go to get to 110 points. Bananas. Even oh. if they won 10 in a row, 35, 14, and 1 is like crazy hard to do, Rick. They were 18 and 2 then the year. Look at the wild card, because that's where Liam and Tyler think they're going to end up. Uh, five points behind Arizona currently for the second six points behind St. Louis. Let's focus on that first. Hey, one step at a time. Yeah, it's, it's going to be game vi- at a time. First you pass the wild card teams. Then you pass the rest of the division. Way she goes. Mm-hmm. And you win the president's trophy. Nope. Don't need that. <laughs> we already accepted that. We don't want that. <laughs> you do want that. You're not playing to win the tre- president's trophy, but you're playing to win the race. No, the Oilers said that they don't want it. <laughs> like they out of, they straight up said they don't want um, it. Like they, there's no way they can get to that, Rick. They can't win the president's trophy. They've announced that by their play on, to start the season. It. Boston's only 14 points up on them right now. So, well, they just have to catch Vegas. Oh yeah, you're right. Vegas is leading. See, I could see the scenario of Vegas coming back down to us because I could see our division coming back down to us. I don't think our division is as good as we are it's overall. None of these teams have hit slides but, yet. But I Let's don't. I don't Let's think the entire the league Let's can fall. Ha- Let's see what happens with some injuries. This is a long season, yep. and to throw in the towel right now. Or I, to, uh, nobody, nobody <laughs> threw in the towel for the record. We're no, just we're not, saying we not might not be. Say we can't do this. We can't do that. We should just stick to this vision. No, I'm not like, like that. If you want to follow Rick here, and you think like a team like the Canucks are gonna are gonna decline as the season the goes, the plane on, might crash. They are running away with PDO in the NHL by a sizable margin. So. Again, PDO, if you don't know, that's a combination of save percentage and shooting percentage. It's going to come down. It just will. Yeah, like their save percentage might not because Demko's a unbelievable goalie, but you're right. Their shooting percentage, like it's stupid, stupid high. But even that, their five on five shooting percentage is 935. Like that's high. That's high. It's like, what's average? I think the six. Closer to like 901, 902, 903, 904. It's in, there's a bunch of teams in that like 902 to 910 window. Gotcha. Seems to be their rough average. But you can't even see the net behind Zadaroff and Myers. Come on. And the Get around them. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Has been interesting. You're right. Just with the Canucks, that shooting percentage, just at five on five. Yeah. It's still third in the league. And it's been coming down now for like a week. And so it's that's still just like kind of my point. Like yep. right now, Quinn Hughes is on pace to score 125 points. Like he's not going to get 125 points. No. The nice part for the Oilers is that you're starting to see a path towards leapfrogging some teams, right? Like, like if- the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, ducks are in the rearview mirror now. Should One never see time. them again. Uh, but like, if you win your games in hand, you're going to jump Seattle, which again, just keep inching closer. Tiebreaker, they already have it. Yeah, yeah, two or one zero and one. You'd catch Seattle. Nice. The only thing they can't do this year is have that late December, mid January slump because we already had our slump. To get it out of the way, can't have any more slumps. And yeah. keep going. Yep, can't have any more slumps. 
Do you think, uh, before we get into the delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's, do you think this six day break hurts or helps? Oh, I could probably give you an argument for both sides. Personally, I would rather them. I would rather see them play probably Saturday. Yeah, I would too. Um, for sure. Hands full stop. Yeah. But I mean, it gives Who's the coach up, a little bit of time for, you know, get yep. the coaching systems and whatnot. But Personally, I'd like to see him just keep rolling right now. Six days. That's enough for two haircuts for Nobby. Tyler, what do you think? Um, it is weird that they have two five-day breaks now in the month of December because they also get the Christmas break. I don't understand how this blip in the schedule happened. but Well, according to they, Jason Gregor, yeah, they, they requested it. The Oilers requested uh, an extent, not this long of a break because Connor is being named to the Canada Canadian Walk of Fame. That ceremony is in, in Toronto on Saturday. So the Oilers asked for the weekend off so that uh, Tyler Connor could go be a part of that with Tyler as his guest Mm -hmm. with Tyler as his guest. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so then they tacked on extra days. Considering the coaching change, it it is nice because maybe Knobloch can finally put his stamp on it. Yeah. And if you were to ever make like a roster move or a trade, like these two five day breaks, granted one of them comes with the Christmas freeze. So it wouldn't really help. But if you were, this is a nice, you don't anticipate a trade coming right now. Do you No. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just think organizationally, you made the change with Woodcroft. Now it gives Knobloch the first yeah. opportunity to have more than what two days in between a game. So, yeah, but it's because well, they're seven time. and three in their last ten. The, the, Agreed, and that's the trigger. Yep. And that like, and I think they still have this a team. I don't the want chamber ready to roll in case yep. there is a slip. That there's a, a very quick move. Yep. But for the most part, I don't think you're you're going to see this team just kind of like stick with what we have right now and hope that we can you get to closer to the. You can't look at the current results or the most recent results and not feel like there's a team is coming back and that there isn't a need for that panic move. Games have been much different. Like even just to get more granular, how can you not feel that way watching Connor McDavid be Connor McDavid again? Mm That's probably the biggest reason to believe in this thing, right? Like Connor's back. Connor's going to win MVP. Like giddy up. Leon is scoring from the spot. He scores so many goals from, whereas earlier in the season, he's ripping them wide. He's and you can see the that shot. He's getting on him though. He gets the, that weight he puts on himself is <laughs> to get that out of his system. To get that out of a lot of guys system is massive. Ryan McLeod, the first 20 goals happened last night. <laughs> Got to get a little bit of a heater to match my <laughs> preseason prediction. Yeah, he's not a zero goal guy, so I was, I was sticking with him. I'm glad they didn't do anything with him. What do you make of the the talk? Again, we're going to get to this delicious bait here in a second. Of I did Low Tide's show yesterday on Thursday. He just asked me, what do I think about the trade Ryan McLeod noise? Terrible. Yeah, well, not terrible. Yeah. Rick, he makes $2.1 million and he hadn't scored in like 40 some games or whatever. He also has the lowest amount of goals against on the team. So the team's playing terribly he's on the ice he's not getting scored on that's a big thing for me fantastic and if he was james hamblin making 775k i'd I'd applaud him for it but at at 2.1 million as a guy who gets consistent third line minutes and kills penalties you you gotta score yeah but he's not getting scored on. he's gonna end up scoring do you believe he's gonna start start scoring right he's not he's not to be tobias reader He's going to score. Not anymore. Yeah. If, he's, if he's taking care of his own end, <laughs> then I have a lot more leeway for a player who's, who's keeping the puck out of his own end if he's not being able to find a way to put it in the other net. If you're not being able to score and you're getting scored on, then yeah, 100%. But if you're taking care of your own end and your difficulty is scoring, you're if we're, if we're putting up no goals when Connor and Leon are off the ice, that to me is actually a good thing. Yeah, but I would like... To see him win the matchup, not 100%. just survive the matchup. Hundred percent, but you, you know he's going to get there. Well, and for me, the and thing he's with a streaky scores—that's why he's a, that's why he's a bottom line player. But for the for me, the thing with McLeod all this season has been 
when he's presented with an opportunity that he's created himself with his speed, he doesn't make that decision that I would like to see him make. And that was just, that was where my patience was running out. The, the fly around the net that Tyler pointed out before I even noticed it and then continue to notice it after that, it just was, it was upsetting to fans. And so I, I hear what you're saying that you've got a, you've got a defensive guy and you want to, you want to rest on that, a kid. but but $2.1 million comes into the conversation and it just, it's a, it's the business. And yes, I get it, Rick, I get it. But if you can go out and make a package for him and another team values him more than what you value him at, at that point, you make that move. Not a chance. Never. Liam, what do you say about all this? Sitting there quietly studying your notes. I'm studying the other contenders in the NHL and seeing how their third line centers contribute to their teams. Who's and- the third line center in Dallas? Wyatt Johnston. How many goals he got on the air? Nine. He a kid? Co- Colorado. He is Ross a kid. Colton, seven. Mm. Um, what's this one? Boston Bruins. Charlie Coyle has nine goals mm. as a third line center on his team. Just the LA Kings. Players, just because I'm, guy's got goals doesn't mean your guy is bad. The LA Kings. I know, but like, I'm not saying he's goals. bad. I'm like, just saying it's someone him. to contribute. I don't want to trade well, him. Question was he's about. just yes, not untouchable. The question was, the question was, I'm not trading him right now. The question was, what do you think of the trade? No, talk around him. And you said it was what? Idiotic? It's not idiotic. He hasn't scored in 22 games and he makes 2.1 million. Has he put up points? No, barely. He got an assist on the first goal last night. <laughs> he has like third goal. four assists. And one of them was so an empty net. So sell end. low is what we're trying to say. No, Rick, no, that's not no. at all. No, no, nobody <laughs> nobody said that. that. Yes, the question. Him, but if no, no. When he's playing bad, it's selling low. You're no, if, if Bag Milk had asked that, me the question. That's happened so well for us over the last 20 if, years. If Bag Milk had asked the question, Low Tide asked me, do you think it's a good idea to sell Ryan McLeod low? The answer would be very different. If you the question right now, you're selling him low. The question was, is he, uh, is there like, what, what is the thought the around talk? the tra- trade talk? That's and selling that's him low right now because he's not playing Not well. necessarily. Not he's, necessarily. How can you say, how do you know, how do you know he isn't, trade him, but not trading, uh, selling how do you know somebody's low? not offering a first round pick for him? Uh, Michael McLeod has four goals, five assists in 15 minutes of Maybe brother or something? Maybe they Freaky Friday body swap. We're just watching Michael McLeod play hockey. I just... He's not shooting enough. He needs to shoot the puck. That's... That's a huge thing with Ryan. You don't shoot, you don't score. He has 30 shots this season. What I used to expect of Nuge in that third line position, I have to start to ask of McLeod. Those are not even comparable players in my eyes. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't expect Nuge, Nuge production from him, but you have to get him closer to Nuge's than zero. And an empty net goal doesn't really move the needle for me either, to be honest. Oh God, no! I can't. like. <laughs> I know we're. I know we're talking about he scored a goal here, but like, and he made it to Mundare. But keep going, my young man. Like, there's more to come. That goal definitely did not mean nothing. Of course it didn't. I feel it's like a goal a in the net. It, like just on a human level on scoring an empty net goal like that. I just monkey off the back. Yeah, exactly. It's good to see him smiling after the goal and all that. And like, you see the players went on. right to him because they know that that's a guy that is in the weeds right now for sure. But I d- I'm not saying that the that's. Final, yeah, but the insurance goal to me is still a massive goal. It was a good goal. It's good that he scored. And I agree. It was a, it was but the, shortly yeah, the before that, the top line. Like three, yeah. one goal and the, the empty net goal. Shortly before that, the first line couldn't score. They tried to cycle the puck for whatever reason instead of just shooting on the hilarious. empty net. Yeah, it was a way like... The puck to work. I didn't mind that because you keep running the clock Yeah, I, you can't I was get into the middle, cough it up, and you can't... This team's control. empty net yeah. offense is weird. It, it was just fun. It has been for like, a while. Dump it into the corner. I was just, I was <laughs> curious. I was like, who are you trying to get it to right now? Yeah. Usually there's like an end game there, but yeah, everybody's like, oh, empty netter. This guy needs one. Like, so we're going to work around, but... Oh, I saw that. I was just working the clock down. Speaking of empty netter, 
Tristan Jari fucking drained his yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was a nice shot. That was sweet. Great goalie goal. Capital City Capital. Oilers I Nation love a goalie goal. My problem with McLeod, just to close that out, is the fact of like, you look through every other team and maybe it'll, I'm sure it'll all kind of catch up eventually, but it's, I don't know. You, you've seen this for a while where he like, sh- just doesn't shoot the puck. He doesn't do a lot of things. I don't, don't think he's a sentiment. I don't either. I think he's going to be a very good winger in a couple of months here when the others get a good third line sentiment and they trade Warren Fogel. Hopefully he fits nicely on Sean Monaghan's wing. Yeah, that'd be sick. And they also, like, that's the thing too, is like, people just keep being like, oh, he just needs a scoring winger. Well, no, they need him to drive the offense. Yeah, no, I didn't believe that. Because yeah. Yeah, he, he has to bury his own opportunities. And another yeah. shooter on that line sure may help the line in general, For but sure. it may not necessarily help him. Yes, he has, he's definitely has things to do, but um, I, yeah, I'm not considering him as a negative player right now. And he, I, he scored once in 17 games to end the regular season last year. I think including playoffs, it was 45 games. We had one goal. 15, 16, 17, so 18, 19, 20, 21. He had a 22 game stretch last year where he didn't score a goal. I just like at some point you offense. need to find consistency at the NHL level. And all these other cup contender teams have third line centers that are scoring seven, eight, nine goals. And the Oilers third line center has one empty netter. And it's just frustrating, Rick. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't, I'm not moving him. I would absolutely try him on the wing. I think if they get he, a different third line center, hundred percent. I think he's a way better winger. Uh, I'll be honest, and maybe this is a bit of a bad take, but I think <laughs> good like start. Just acknowledge it. Right <laughs> good start. Well, the Oilers <laughs> get out in front of it. Need a goalie. They need help goaltending. Ryan but McLeod and goal. I think finding a third line center could be just as valuable for this team, who can create offense, than finding another goalie. I think it's going to be easier for them to do that if they were able to go out and spend the money on a third line center or just a third line player, whoever it may be. And then a right-handed defenseman. And then you Nick Bukestad run with Skinner and Pickard or whoever you want to do. Rodrigue. What's Ryan fancy doing? <laughs> Stretching right now. He's hurt. Speaking of goalie yeah, that's goals. Right. He skated with them the other day, didn't he? He scored last year, didn't he? Fancy. Yeah. And a goalie fight too. That's basically two weeks. That's the grit we need with Mike Smith. God, you know? we need guys like that. Anyway, time for the delicious debate. Gentlemen, are we done arguing about Ryan McLeod? Yep. <laughs> I love that. I can listen to you guys argue. That. Adam Ernie has a better five on five goals against per 60 than him. He must be a better player then. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Rick on this one. <laughs> okay. Time for the delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's presented by Wendy's. The delicious debate is here. Play Wendy's daily face off survivor pool for your chance to win prizes weekly and grand prize of $5,000. Sign up at you. The link's right there on daily face off. That's the easiest way to get there. Okay. Just go right to the website. It's right there on the top. See Wendy's survivor daily face off survivor.com daily face off survivor.com. I've already played Monday's entry. I did too. So you don't forget. What I lost. With? I went this coming. Monday. Yeah. For next Monday. Oh, hell yeah. Come <laughs> on. They're jumping on this already. Next Monday. I've got Seattle Kraken over 25 and a half shots. I went with Kucherov goal. I'm trying these chicken strips and French toast sticks tonight. That's going to be my late night snack. I'm I do so like the excited. mix of that. Chicken strips and French toast stick sticks. And what's your pick in the game, Tyler? Chicken waffles. Chicken uh, waffles is right. Next I thought Mark Stone over a uh, half an assist 
That's a good one. Mark Stone whining incessantly. Mark yeah. Stone half a fake back injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, why his career? Hey, oh, seems pretty good this year though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sign up at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com, dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. Big thanks to our friends at Wendy's. Go use your knowledge and win yourself some food and a chance at 5k. Liam, what do you have for us today for a delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's and Dave Thomas? R.I.P. So there's a little bit of speculation on our old friend Jack Campbell and when he's going to be back in the City of Champions. So the delicious debate is, when should the others call up Jack Campbell, if ever? Looking at his starts down in Bakersfield, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Do you have them? He has an 894 save percentage. But the last three games have yeah. been tight, right? Like yeah. Yeah, 197 minus, goals against. In the last three, let me find him here. For, I think it's minutes. like 197 in the last three. So here's the thing that I wonder about with the Oilers goaltending. Stu's starting to play better. He's starting to look like the guy we need him to be. My problem is they've played him, what, 14 of the last 16, something like that. We saw what happens with Stu and he gets a little tired. gets a little sleepy. It's not good for us long-term. So Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Yep. Is Jack Campbell bringing him back? After a handful of games in Bakersfield, the move, or should you just kind of leave Calvin Pickard there for the minute because he's actually been fine? I agree. He has been fine. I think this five day break here gives a chance for Skinner to get fully rested. And then the thinking that I've outlined a couple of times now is you can play Skinner the sixth, eighth, and 10th when you get back, mm-hmm. right? That's not overworking him, giving him three games out of the break. Mm-hmm. Give Pickard Chicago. So then that builds in a three day gap for Stu. Then he gets the 14th and 16th against Tampa Bay and Florida. And then two days off because they're hitting the road. Perfect. Nice little rest. Give him the Islanders and then give Pickard the Devils on the 21st. Give oh, Stu the Rangers on the 22nd. And then guess what it is? Christmas. Another five day break over Christmas. And I think at that point there, if Campbell is still playing well, three, ga- three good games and three bad games for Campbell, which is basically what it's been. That's not enough for me to be like, no, but it is this- three in a row, though. It was three bad in a row. Too, no, 100%, 100%, right? That's what I mean. So he definitely, you definitely see what his, I want to see another him, couple weeks. I want to see two more weeks. I want to see him get to six straight good games. And mm-hmm. then if he has six straight good games and it's the 23rd and you're heading into the Christmas break, call him back up and give him like that start on the 31st against the Anaheim ducks or something like that. So between now and that Christmas break, the Condors have nine games. So there's an opportunity for him to get yep. some more game. Action. Four or five starts. Yeah. So I, I listen, five, six starts. When you bring him back up, if it doesn't go well, you're, you need to make a trade ASAP, right? <laughs> At least right now we can still sit there and be like, ah, maybe soup comes back up and gives them some solid starts. And then you don't need to go trade a goalie. Like you can still hold on to that hope. If he comes up and has two bad starts in the next week, then you're hooped. And I think you, you can trust Pickard. I think you can trust him a bit. The um, save percentage. I have his stats right in front Please. of me. So I'll do all six games. So his first game was 800 save percentage. So that's good, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. On 20 shots. So I would have been happy with. Then he uh, was 846, 808. And then he got better. He got a shutout. Then he got a 917. Then he had a 926. He has allowed four goals, four goals, five goals, no goals, three goals, three goals. I ro- Funnily, not ironically. Funnily. The Funnily? three games where he had a save percentage less than... 900 and he was terrible. He never faced more than 26 shots in the three that he was good. He faced 30 plus shots in all three. Now, if I'm not mistaken, after that third bad game is when Manny legacy went down. Yeah. Uh, it actually Ish. might. Yeah. Right around that shutout, whenever that would have been. 
Yeah, so that's I'm curious about that too. Yeah. What who is that? Manny Legacy. Like I know I know he played in the league, but like Weird. Is, he, is he just a random goalie coach? He he did work with Columbus for a little bit. I think they worked together in the, this offseason too, though. That was the word, yeah. That Manny Legacy was Yeah, I don't know exactly what the connection there is or why, but uh, yeah, the rumor was that they worked together in the in the offseason. Yep. That's why I know why he Tristan specific specifically called mm-hmm. him up. So I wonder if he could come with him specifically. Yeah, that too. Can he come to Edmonton? Yes. Yeah, fire Dustin Schwartz finally. Finally, jeez. <laughs> or just let him have his own guy. Tom cares, Brady you know? had his own little dude there. I think he had an office and everything by himself. Tom Brady had an office. I think his guy did. Oh, no. he's like, not allowed in the building anymore. Dan, when you bring him back, Jack Campbell. I preferably I would leave Pickard in until he's proven that he can't be the backup he, to me he's he's been a serviceable player in the spot and you know we we even saw it they kind of offhandedly threw it out there in the broadcast that he's a guy that's been around this league a lot so he knows uh he knows a thing or two and knows a player or two around the league so yeah i don't know to me it's uh he's not a bad guy not a bad player to have in your locker room a veteran guy that can just kind of ride the highs and lows and has earned his spot to be in the nhl a few times so i'm okay with leaving pickard in there i think this is this team will rush campbell back up though personally one thing that's worrying me about it is well two things i guess one, the others, they can't run the risk of having Campbell here and being bad. Mm-hmm. They have to win games immediately, which they're doing, and they have to continue that. Like they got to win the division. They got to win the President's Trophy. And then the second thing is, Campbell is great every preseason. Best goalie in the league against American Hockey League competition. Second, he plays NHL competition. He's junk. Like, isn't that just what's kind of happening at the moment? Like, I guess we'll see if he, he was come okay back in Toronto, and though. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't no, ca- there's yeah, no, there's no Edmonton, denying though. that's the way it went this year. There's no denying. Like, I don't know what, what kind of competition he always faced in the in the preseason this year. I didn't really look too deep into it. Yeah. But obviously, preseason looked good. Regular season was a ginormous flat tire. <laughs> but I think a player like that, you do give him. I, I'm with Tyler. He needs at least a. Six to seven wins. Yeah. Before I bring it, him back. And up. I agree with Dan that Pickard's been fine. Someone in the chat today on our live show was like, you can't trust Pickard with a start. It's like, why, why? not? He's not much trust different Campbell? Than, it's not much different than trusting Campbell. So Pickard yeah, has a better save percentage in the American League than Campbell this year. And arguably Pickard's probably the better teammate because he's got a positive outset right now. He's not he's not in that negative like Campbell is in the he's weeds. happy to be there. Yeah. yeah I'm not saying, I don't know about that, but yeah, like I well, know Campbell, Campbell has gone out in the media a few times and been himself. down, down, he, down. Yeah. He's ripped but, himself. He's not yeah. in there in the dressing room creating a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, but, can't, uh, that can't be. help. Uh, that can't help when your goalies are not can't help when your goalies just beating up on himself, pounding himself the whole time. That's the one thing that I like now in hindsight, it's funny that we shit on him all the time, but I really liked about Mike Smith is if he had a bad game, he had an attitude of like, fuck you, I'm going to come back and bounce back. Yeah, man. I liked when he was shut him out because of that. I liked when he was getting angry. Yeah, maybe we hire Mike Smith to yell at the players on the bench. I've recycled that joke several times. Thank you. Thank you. I'd test him in practice too. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on Jack Hamill coming back, Tyler? It's too soon. Don't do it. They don't owe him shit. Before Christmas? Do you think he comes up before the Christmas break? Yes, because they'll give him his bonuses or whatever it matters if you're in the NHL. I th- I've kind of thought about that. He's like, I know he gets his money anyway because he's on the one-way deal, but I wonder if it's like something. If they call him up, he'll like get something from For what? It. I don't know. Just being in the league? Don't you get a little bit? <laughs> isn't there like th- in, what do they call those things? Like a per diem? Stipend. A Christmas know. bonus. I wonder if there's something in there that's like, hey, if you're on like the team at this bonus? point, maybe. 
I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we'll so. We'll find out when they call him up on the 22nd after the New York Rangers game when he's on the team and he gets sent down. Right I after. don't think they call him up till he has, a, you know, at least five or six wins. So I think he needs like a 915 save percentage. Like he needs to be an elite goalie in that league. He can't just be this guy. Who's, oh, well, they had three great games. Yeah. Get him up here. Jack's okay, but back, then, baby. Let's just say over the next six games, he gets six wins or something like that. He's not quite at... Not, would you consider the first three shitty games bringing his average down? Would you wait for that? Or would you kind of like X-nay those out and go, hey, listen, your last almost 10 yeah, games even for much sure. better? I think that makes a lot of sense. I th- I don't like the save percentage stat because I don't think it gives you a full image of... If it gives you the image, but it doesn't tell the whole parts, story. Little parts of this, part yeah. Of that. And you got to watch the game too. Exactly. So yeah, if he has like six games in a row now, where he's at whatever, and he's like like a nine, I don't know, nine oh seven, whatever it is, and yeah, he's probably good. Yeah, he's got to put together he a needs, string of needs to be the best goalie games. in the league. I'm just assuming the best goalie. His the league. teammates down in Bakersfield do not want him to leave because I imagine he's picking up the tab <laughs> all over the place. Probably. He makes as much money as the rest of the team combined, essentially. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably more. Probably somewhat close. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck There's yeah. not one guy down there who's making over a mil. Really? I can't know off the top of my head. Brad Malone makes like 275. Oh, yeah, because some of those guys are on two ways. Some of them make yeah, like, man. Some of them get paid in Sour Patch Kids, I'm pretty See, sure. The only guys you look at making actual <laughs> money down there are the, the, the veterans and whatnot. Yeah. And there's not really a veteran down there not a whole outside lot of, of him that's... Bringing home, you know, just, couple, I just imagine at this comments. point, like they go for a team dinner and everybody just kind of like slides the bill over to Campbell <laughs> without even looking at him. Lane Peterson would be close. Cause I think he's just a one way deal. That's fair. Congrats, Lane. But yeah, that's, I yeah. we should Lane do that. Peterson's like, I'm not paying anymore. <laughs> we should, we should <laughs> do the God. math on that one. Who has more, who makes more money than Bakersfield Condors con or entire roster or Campbell? I'm going to stick with Campbell. Uh-huh. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This needs to be read verbatim. I love this. <laughs> For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees for your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code NATION25, that's all caps. Liam, remember that. All right. Don't forget that's code nation 25 or 25% off your first order with DoorDash offer valid only in Canada subject to change terms do apply. Gentlemen, we have to figure out 
We're going to look back last night's win, or you know what? They won four in a row. You can pick any of those wins if you like. Who delivered? For our friends at DoorDash, who delivered? DoorDash is going to be delivering to me a little bit later. Me missus is babysitting tonight, so I am on my own to cook, and that means DoorDash is doing it for me. Mm. Thank you. Nation Dan, you're up first. Who delivered for you? I'm going to give it to the penalty kill, especially last night's game. Uh, really held the team into it when the referees were trying their best to give the Jets an opportunity to come out. So, uh, yeah, penalty kill gets my delivery of the game. How are there such different rule books? <laughs> <laughs> Rick's already choking before Rick the question knows. even gets out. How? I even think against Vegas the other night, the Oilers won in overtime. Connor McDavid was hauled down right in front of a referee. Vegas went down and scored. How does that happen? It's shocking. His stick Terrible. was like mounted against the glass. It was there for everyone to see. This is a conversation that will never be solved though, Liam, I think. Just stupid. For our friends at DoorDash. Dude, it goes further than like the instigator penalty. The I mean, nurse got kicked out of the game for last year. Oh, yeah, year. it's ridiculous. It rescinded before. He gets his rescinded this year. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. So you look at the stuff that happened in Philly last night, too, on New Jersey, yeah, wherever it was. Well, I just think that, like, mm, Hathaway... Like, how can you give him a five for that? The whistle went after he hit him. Yeah, also, that's on the, that is 100% on the line for not blowing that down earlier. Also, when did boarding become the player hits the ice and slides into the boards? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm very confused about when, what the boarding call is now. Hathaway was probably the last person I would blame in that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Like, Hughes takes a little blame too. He gave up on the play. I'm not giving up on a play when I'm that close to the boards and I got this big ass dude coming at me. I think it was like, to hit me. I think Dudes. it was Luke Gazdick said between periods, he goes, at some point you got to be aware who's on the ice with you. Yeah, well, you got to take, yeah. take care of yourself. Luke Hughes has been in the league for twenty less than 20 games and I've clipped two huge hits of him getting killed on hockey fights. That's right. Yeah, the Ross Colton. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. Um, Kids got to protect himself. Who delivered for our friends at DoorDash, Liam? Uh, not the refs. Mm-hmm. I will say, I'll say Daryl. Big goal yesterday. Huge goal. Playing great. Probably the best we've seen defensively maybe ever. In three key things, I wanted to talk about Darnell Nurse because he's been playing some really good hockey. Very good. And the amount of shit I took in the comment section, completely just nonsense takes is wild just because of how much money he makes. People were saying that yesterday too on After Dark. It's stupid at this point. doesn't make any sense. It's, it's easy to criticize him for the one thing that he can't change. It's easy to criticize he him for the thing that it. Ken Holland gave him yeah. that I would have sprinted to the fax machine to sign to. And no one considers the fact he was underpaid before that contract before. Uh, yeah. The amount he was doing was they fumble fucked his bridge deals, but like, yeah, the second bridge deal was the biggest issue. And it's yeah. because of the flat cap and it is what it is. And we are where we are. And I don't think it is. I, just, I also blame Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. Yeah. Those two also signed monster contracts that same summer. I think we're all just sick and tired of having to explain the contract over and over again. Like, would I love if he was a $6 million defenseman? Of course I would, yes. but like build a bridge, get over it. Tyler for our friends at DoorDash who delivered. I'm going to go with, since we, it's been two games since our last episode of the pod, Sammy Gagne fucking rights. Mm. Hell yeah. Has he ever delivered? He slides into the lineup when Zach Hyman gets hurt. What does he do? Finds the back of the net. Stays in the lineup against Winnipeg, and in just nine minutes and 55 seconds, he goes out there and has six shot attempts and three shots on goal. 
I love him. I love watching him celebrate goals as an oiler. I love how happy he is to be an oiler. He's the best man. Um, the story is unreal. I'm hoping this one has a better ending than the last reunion where they shipped him off to Detroit. I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> this time around. Um, but yeah, he, he's played solid for two games here and he, and he's scoring goals, three goals on the season, even though he hasn't played in all the games, three goals Crazy. in only 10 games. That's pretty good. Bottom six production. Given none of them are empty netters. Could be a great, that's why he's a better goal scorer. <laughs> Everybody so in the room actually, just got so that's excited. Like, no, it's a great thing to have around a yeah. kid like that. Is, yes. Hey, listen, you've gone through this. I have been through these things. Yep. Just keep doing this, that, and, and look at, look at what like Sam it. shooting from everywhere is doing. Yeah, for I don't yeah, care I what like, the internet says. Everybody wants to trade you. Just put your head down and keep going. That's the thing I like about Sam Garnier's game is he's just, it's so simple and greasy because that's just what he does. And he hits everything that moves. Like he's, it's great. I love the story. I love the story. Rick, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered? I'm going with, well, I would say it's quietly. I don't actually, I don't think Jay's here, but I'm going with Bush. I think you've seen a big difference on him uh, defensively <laughs> in the last, since we went to Seattle, I think. So I kind of went the new coaches got here, but I think he's really turning himself into a much better, uh, I'm not going to call him a two-way, but he's taking care of the back end a lot better on his own. One and a half ways. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But he's a lot better than he was, he was so, at the beginning of the year. Do you know one thing he's getting really good at, which is defensive play. Hitting just the shot a, prop? Yeah, that. Six, six last, last game. Defensive-minded plays in the offensive zone. Like stuff like keeping the zone and like just like maintaining possession when you don't have to dump it. Like just stuff like that is like very confident with the puck around. Yeah, like line. and that's what did you say yesterday? The thing where he like moves at like two miles per hour, but manages to weave through four plays. <laughs> he's like a Mack truck, bro. Like he just pushes very he's going very slowly and just knocking things out of his way. Guys like can't stick check him. It's so it makes funny. No sense, but yeah, he just kind of through. And he like it doesn't even look like he's stick handling or like making moves. He's just like floating with his stick on the ice. And and the other team's like, ah, it's like the little kid playing against the dads. He's like, yeah. Oh, I missed you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Uh, also finds himself on a one, two, three, four, five, eight game point streak. Also finds eight himself with the same amount of points as Austin Matthews. Well done by that and one. Zach I saw that on Twitter. So we have Hyman this year, too. next year at three something, right? Yep. Yeah. And the Leafs overpay Matthews at 12 million. For our friends at DoorDash, <laughs> my who delivered? But the captain, the captain, 14 points in his last five games, two goals, including three consecutive games with a three point period. That's crazy. Ridiculous. My favorite part about the whole thing. And I talked about this on better late than never on Wednesday was I wish I did a better job of keeping receipts of other fan bases that were saying Connor's last year was an anomaly. He's washed up. He's done because he was only a point per game for the first 10, 12, 13 games. That was the frustrating thing. Everything was going wrong and you're sitting there and people want to get mad at Leon and you look at his stat and he's like more than a point per game. Yeah. It's like we're so spoiled with those two. Now I think that sometimes people need to remember how spoiled we are. Cause I remember plenty of years watching this team where the leading scorer had about 54 points (laughs) in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the end of the year, we have 54 points total. You go, God, fuck. Doug, wait. <laughs> I think the year he led was like yeah, 60s or 70s. He, like over 100. Points. he had 100 one year. Yeah, led the team in points, though, I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about like the Aikens era. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, where it was like There's rookie some, Taylor Hall with 52 points. This is grim totals. So, you know, a little perspective. 
mm-hmm. little perspective. Any other honorable mentions for who delivered? I'm going to give one to uh, Josh Morrissey. I thought he played dead at an expert level last night. Hilarious. He got pulled off by the concussion protocol. And then he complained about it after the game. Wander down. Did he really? I missed like complained about the play. He complained about the interference. Yeah. On on the press afterwards. He did say is I don't think Yamak was trying to like target me, but he definitely was trying to like throw a pick. Uh, Another player would never do such a thing. No, no, no. Another player that delivered last night was Blake Lazat for making Gabe Velarde take that penalty. Shout out Blake Lazat. Uh, Have you heard that? No. That beef? No. So like Gabe Velarde and Blake Lazat were teammates back in LA, right? Yeah. And then in their rematch this year, Lazat kind of like stumbled into Velarde and messed up his knee. Velarde missed like a month. And then Velarde came out the other day before his return to the lineup. And a reporter was like, oh, like, how'd you feel about that injury? Like, it, it was quite the random little play. And he torched Blake Lazat. <laughs> and was like, I know you guys think it's random, but I've seen him do stuff like that countless times over the last number of years. He could have ended my season. He knew what he was doing. It's dirty. And just like torched his former teammate. That should have been what Bedard said after Giordano went after his knee. That Oh, Giordano. I, that guy. Unbelievable. And knew like, he does anything about it. No. He's been around the league forever. He's a veteran. He would never do that. He's done it a handful of times at least. Actually, something that didn't <laughs> deliver last night, if Go I ahead. may put a negative spin on this. Mm. When was that guy called Nam- Nemestikov. Yeah. yeah. When he shot the puck after the whistle and mm-hmm. nobody did anything about it. Yeah. Then he was on the ice. Kulak was on the ice. Yamark was chirping and Hamlin got in. But the other day when he did it against Florida, it was actually like McLeod and Fogel and they were right on top of Stengland. Stengland. Yeah. It like, scored no, right after that. Yeah. You cannot allow players to shoot after the whistle. Like, I don't remember that one. Oh, it pissed me off. That you one know? was close. I would say that the Nemestikov, I know exactly what you're talking about it because I thought the exact same thing. It was closer than the Florida one, but I it, exactly same. Home. Yeah. You got to go and get in his face. You got to at least get a stink glove in there or something to the Tampa Bay lightning. What, would never allow that to happen. It's true. Yep. They There's also that play from a handful of years ago. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, that I think about all the time where somebody bumped into Vasilevsky and the whole team jumped in. Everyone yep. was there. John Everybody Cooper got in the well, even, even again, it comes back to it. Connor got his head smashed into the glass at one point late in a, in a play and nobody comes over to say anything like, God, this guy is your one dude. And I understand that that maybe fires him up and all that kind of stuff. But man, that cross check on him though. I thought it was equal to what uh, the Kane penalty was for the cross check. I don't remember. I don't remember. So the hit, the, the Kane penalty was d- below the go- below the goal line. Oh yeah, and I barely leaned on the guy with yeah. his stick like that. Yep. And then the Connor with the whole he shouldn't have uh, admired his pass or whatever. It was the same amount of cross check. On Speaking both. of which, one of the things that annoys me most on Twitter is that Kane penalty. I said completely avoidable penalty yep. by Kane. Then the replay comes. My tweet had already been out there for a minute or two yeah, and just everybody those. fucking, oh, you idiot. I was like, I fucking hate all of you. Cause I the Connor one was choke just bad. the life out of you. The Connor one's just as bad. And then you watch any of the highlights. They don't show the actual interference because the ref has his arm down the whole damn time. Right. By the he time, the, by it. the time the ref puts his arm up, the, what he calls is terrible. Yeah. Absolutely fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah. We were running. Be, I couldn't believe that. Running along here, fellas. So yeah. we're moving along. Oh, yeah. I could see Tyler getting antsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shuffling in his chair. And he cares that I haven't started my reporting yet for November. Oh, fuck. I haven't either. <laughs> I know you have some too. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> for our friends at Greta, it's time for Ask the Idiots. Liam, I'm making a pivot on you. Uh, making a pivot on Liam here. He's going to adjust some graphics for... 
Assi, it is Greta is our official hospitality partner of the nation going mm-hmm. forward. We're going to be doing some more parties there in the new year. More parties coming up at Greta. There's location in Vancouver, down in Calgary. They're opening up one in Toronto. A lot of Nation Network events going on at Greta all season long. We're going to do some Ask the Idiots questions, fellas. And we're going to start off with some hockey ones and we're going to end off with some nonsense, as I like to do. Rick, I'm going to start with you. This is for the idiots. Okay. Right D is a huge concern for me right now. With Ethan Bear skating and without a contract, if Ethan would return to Edmonton, would you try and sign him for a low deal and send down either Broberg or McVinney, the seventh defenseman? No. Tyler. Uh, no, he's not better than Minnie. Liam. What was the question, sorry? Would you bring in uh, Ethan Bear to replace Broberg slash Vinny? No. Dan? Ethan Bear has now left three organi- or two organizations since leaving the Oilers. The organizations have allowed him to leave. Yep. Carolina Hurricanes and the Vancouver Canucks. So I'm just going to say no. Unfortunately, there's, the road has traveled. Yes, there's on that something one. there yep. that people can't see. That is why he's no longer in the NHL right now. Yep. I am also just. I don't see. I don't think he's yeah. gonna be. He was also a better hurt fit too. For like, Vinny. We're, we're like we can't find time. Sorry to catch up, him. We can't find time to get Philip Broberg minutes at the NHL. Why are we gonna find time for Ethan Bear to ease his way back into an NHL lineup? And I, I actually think the big man Vinny's playing some decent oh, yeah. hockey on the third pairing right now. Like I don't think Ethan Bear provides what Vinny DeHarnay does. No, mm-hmm. and then he's not a step up from CC either. So there's no. That said, I know when Waz clips this, everybody's gonna roast us. Mm-hmm. So yes, Ethan Bear is probably a better puck mover. He's got a better shot. I acknowledge all of that. I, under, I understand the fancies, but for this team right now, you need a little. He's a little beef the on the back end right now. Don't Let him it. roast us, Waz. Put that in your clip. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Next question: Reversing the order. Danny, you're up first. Mm-hmm. Put your GM hat on, please. Okay. Imagine you were the Oilers GM. (laughs) Would you wait until you see this current team uh, turn things around before trading a first round pick or even considering it? I understand the need to get out of Campbell's contract, but personally, I don't think they should do it and they should just buy him out in the off season if they really want to get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been of the opinion you stand pat with what we had with this team to start the season. So uh, yeah, I mean, Campbell's in the AHL. He's not hurting this team actively right now. So it doesn't really, I mean, other than the numbers, but that's, uh, that's all not for me to worry about. That's for Daryl Cates to worry about. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with standing pat the rest of the way. Liam, what do you got? Sorry. What was it again? (laughs) I know. I know. I asked on the first one too. (laughs) Two of three, Liam, not paying attention. or two of two so far. Uh, would you wait to see how much more things turn around before even considering trading this year's first round pick or a first round pick in general, understanding the need to get rid of Campbell's contract, but uh, Blake who submitted the question would rather they just kind of buy him out in the off season. If that's really the move and keep on, keep hanging on to that first round pick. Uh, I think you can move Campbell without buying him out firstly. And yes, I would wait until the Oilers are in a better spot before moving the first round pick. Tyler. Um, yeah, I would wait a little bit. The other thing too, it's related to this, like the buyout, his cap hits, if you were to buy him out instead of three more years at $5 million, it would be 1.1, 2.3, 2.6, and then three years of dead money at 1.5. I know Frank pushed back on me when I said this, but like retaining money on Jack Campbell and trying to trade him that way maybe isn't the worst idea. Then like, you trim down the runway. Yeah. So like if you keep 50%, 
the cap hit would be 2.5, 2.5, 2.5. Okay, that's not that much different than those two years of 2.3 and 2.6. Granted, not as much relief next year. Um, and then there's no dead cap space on the end of it, and it won't cost you as much. Maybe you can get a goalie in return. So um, like the idea I had was keeping half of Campbell and then trading a first and getting Blackwood, right? Like the cap hit stays the same. Sharks get a first, Oilers get a goalie, everyone wins. But I also like the point you brought up, Liam, uh, today before our live show of if you can get them off the books before the end of this season. Oh, yeah. And Farewell, the Connor Brown dead cap next year. Well, that's... Yeah. If, if you don't use all that money, Connor Brown's bonus, like, it's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. If you give up a first this year, get out of all $5 million of Campbell, and let's say you don't even spend it this year. You just go, okay, we're going to keep... Maybe you spend two of it, and you keep three off to the side. All of a sudden, next year, you're out of Campbell, and you're out of that bonus? Mm-hmm. That that's got to be factored into this. LA did it. The other's gonna do it too. Be yeah, creative with Cal Peterson. Rick, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm kind of with Tyler here. I, I the bio kind of scares <laughs> me, but there's there's no need to do anything right now. I'm pushing everything closer to the deadline and figuring it out from there. Yeah, I 100. I don't got anything else to add. I think that by the deadline, that first round pick is not going to be a concern of a lottery pick. You know what I mean? So that just takes that kind of concern out of the table because the others are going to be back by then. Um, Yeah, I'm just patient. Now some shenanigans. Liam, you are first. Pay attention. (laughs) Powerade or Gatorade, which flavor and why? Gatorade, red, because it cures hangovers. There you go. Tyler. Honestly, I'm going to go Powerade and like the white cherry flavor. (sighs) Rick? It's G. It's one of the G2s with zero calories, and it's red. That one is delicious. It's I don't know what the flavor is. Yeah, I'm not a blue guy. I'm not a yellow. Yellow's eh. Blue, orange can go away. Never trust a yellow drink. Usually I'm like a name brand guy, but that cherry Powerade is good. How, when is Powerade not a name brand? I just feel like Gatorade is always the popular choice is what I meant, right? Dan, what do you got? Gatorade, uh, Powerade, what flavor and why? I'm original Gatorade orange guy. Just what I always yeah. went with. and Yeah. The answer, the correct answer is the blue Gatorade in a one liter. Oh, that's the old, <laughs> the, the big old man that, needs that the, the old, sugars. The old pickup basketball special. Hangover, that's what that one was for. The big man's in recovery <laughs> and it takes a liter of cool blue to get me back on the rails. I really want to get Gatorade, Gatorade light though. Like Pedialyte, that kind of, yeah, oh, it's so salty. Weird. It's yeah, like yeah, well, weird, that's, oddly that's salty. That's what it is. Yeah. Like I keep making the mistake. I'm like, maybe the strawberry kiwi one will be good. Oh, strawberry <laughs> kiwi not. sounds like a good flavor, but never. They're is. not. Damn it. All right. I love this question. It's so much fun. <clears throat> Rick, I'm coming to you first. Yep. What is the most annoying Christmas season tradition and why? Ooh, <laughs> I think it's the ugly Christmas sweaters. They're just dumb. They're ugly. <laughs> it is funny to spend like 50 bucks on a sweater you're going to wear one time and that's it. See you next year. Tyler was the most annoying Christmas tradition and why? That is that is a really, really good one. Um, wow. The most annoying Christmas tradition. Um, there's a... Uh, no, I like gift giving, but going out and buying the gifts is always so annoying. Like I do, I tend to do it all online. Like malls are annoying this time of year. Um... Oh man, I don't know if I have an answer for you. I love the holidays. I took the good one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, ugly Christmas letters is a good one. I also agree with Rick. I don't have a different one. Liam, what do you got? Mine. It's not a tradition. Um, it's when I just think everyone should buy gifts for everyone, and I hate it when family. Maybe you guys do this, but it's just like, oh, we'll just do a secret Santa, and there's like twelve people, and you just everyone gets one gift each. It's like no, like 
Get someone something. Oh God, no! It doesn't Dude, have to I be big. It doesn't have to I be big. I couldn't disagree with you more. Well, me and my siblings. Okay. Now that, like, again, it's me, my two sisters. They each have a husband. I have a girlfriend. Um, buy them one gift. Dude, oh, yeah. Draw the name still. Yeah, draw one name. Yeah, but that's from me, not a secret Santa, and then the fucking yeah. stupid game. Well, yeah, we didn't do like a stupid game. We just everyone draws a name. No, buy, buy everyone a gift. We'll Dude, that's expensive no, it's and not. annoying. <laughs> well, maybe don't start your Christmas shopping on December first. And start it in when July. Do you start? But then even I like, res- oh yeah. dude, fucking, Liam, we're it. all adults. If I want something, I just go buy it. Well, all you end up with when you do eight Christmas gifts from your family is a bunch of shit this you is don't need. Not the delicious debate. I love a good, ugly Christmas sweater, by the way. <laughs> hey. I didn't say shit when you guys answered your question. Nation <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dad, what was the most annoying Christmas tradition and why? It's, I mean, like literally it's just going out to drive anywhere. It's going to any store, any shop in the month of December. I just hate it. I hate being out on the roads around other people. Because of the online people. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But it's still horrendous. And it still, I'm still triggered from years past as well. So it's just driving around in general around December. What else? Fuck Santa Claus over here to my right. Like (laughs) Christmas markets. They're the same. Like they don't, they're good, but they don't need to be too big. I went to a Christmas yeah. market the other day. Yes, like this is good. The the Calgary one. I went to the Calgary one. It's very cool, very nice. But there's only so many times I need to see some wood shit. Awesome. I <laughs> I think we need like a weekly segment from Liam of what's grinding his gears this week because it's it's amazing the stuff that upsets. It's good. Just Everyone know. else had, except for me, I guess they had legitimate gripes and you're like, boy, square footage of Christmas. That's getting a little out of <laughs> They're okay, but they could be better. Small doses. Condense. Quantity over qu- uh, quality over quantity. <sighs> so I think the thing that annoys me most is, well, there's a couple. By the time the end of December rolls around, I'm fucking over Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of times where, you know, early in the season, maybe I'm having a rum and eggnog or something. Not or here. Like on Christmas day. You're like, okay, this makes I'm like, sense. I'm into it. But the 9,000th time I've heard it at Safeway while I'm getting my groceries in that yeah. same shop, it's I'm over start it. Start at the end of September. Well, there's that too. And then there, the other thing that annoys me too is the people that like gatekeep when you put your shit up, like, Oh, you don't put yours up until this day. What the fuck? Get in the spirit. Like, let me do what I want to do. Yeah. I don't like how much peppermint gets shoehorned into this holiday. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good peppermint well, sucks. Certainly we can have better candy cane flavors than this by mint sucks. This was Adam. Not a neg nug guy. That's well, yeah, very. Me neither. Yeah. Nog. Yeah. No. No. I love a nog. Never purchased one in my life. I'm not a huge eggnog guy. I'll drink two weeks worth of nog and then I'm good for the year. Yeah. I I grew. Any up other on shady eggnog. Christmas traditions? I being nice to family. I don't like that. Yeah. So it's, I'm over. I that. just drink. They become more tolerable. Well, the Christmas elf is back. It's the first. Oh yeah. Comes and drops a little something in my cup all the time. That rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I got a beer advent calendar to get after today. Wow. Was it like, uh, just like weird kind of locals? Uh, home brews? Amber, like custom makes one for me. She like arts and crafts, a uh, advent oh, box. Wow. That she buys only beers. She knows I like you it. should that's put a ring on that on my advent calendar. Yes. Oh, weird. <laughs> weird. He did in New York. <laughs> Does love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Normally now we would be getting to Kennedy's quote game, but I think she's getting the boot today. So <sighs> healthy scratched happens to the best of us. Yeah. You know, if it can happen to Adam Ernie, it can happen to anybody. Load management. Yeah, it should be sent. Probably should. Have, we probably should have texted her and said we're doing that. <laughs> can you do that? We're running along. You don't want to just walk out and say sorry. Yeah. I'm glad that Tyler's handling this, then I don't have to handle That's it. Fair. It's just we're running Ran long. We got very passionate long. about. I don't remember no the fuck. Kind. Talking about uh, oh, Ryan McLeod. Yeah, because uh, winning Ryan the McLeod. division. Winning the division. Yeah, a great episode. There's a lot of math happening here today. All right, hot and cold performers, boys. This is brought to you by Nation Gear. We're talking about Christmas gifts. There's no better gift than Nation Gear. Get a fresh hoodie. Beautify your life. Beautify those around you. Just think of how handsome. Your husband or wife or partner or whoever will be if they're popping on a fresh Weathers Nation hoodie. 143% sexier, I say. Yep. Science is there. It's proven. Tyler will tell you. Dan mm-hmm. will tell you. Mm-hmm. Rick will tell you. Start I'm off old. with our veggies here. I'm wearing the Oilers Nation gear too, and I will not tell you. Apparently, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I already gave you a company newsletter shout out today. That's all you get. He was just impressed you were listening. Yeah, that's that all he true. gets. Yeah, they, were long, they were long questions. <laughs> Kennedy responded with a picture of Oprah that says, were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kennedy. Uh, let's quick. get this going here. We start off with our veggies. Nationgear.ca, proud presenters of Hot Cold Performers. Nation Dan, your Cold Performer of the Week. Uh, my Cold Performer of the Week is going to go out to the clowns on the internet that made up the Connor Bedard's mother's rumor. Uh, the fact that that perpetuated as long as it did uh, and that it continues to still be a thing that they're yelling at the Blackhawks organization for. So uh, you get my Cold Performer of the Week, the people that made up that rumor. They are just fucking ass right now. Yeah, he commented on that today. Did he hear Yeah, they, they asked him. I feel like we probably don't need to ask him about it either, though. They asked him. They were like, what do you think of it? No, I don't think they directly said what it was. And he's just like, it's bullshit. And it's affected him. You know what? I thought it was great. <laughs> he goes, I actually have a folder of the best memes. <laughs> you guys want to sit down and go over them? Yeah, what else? Like, come on. Like, who's the hero that asked? Anyway. That's it. Yeah. My cold of the week goes to everyone that is like begging for snow. Don't get it. I'm quite enjoying (laughs) my my clear drives to work. I get to go to Calgary again this weekend about the the issue of potentially getting ran off the road by the time I get to Olds. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Snow stay away forever. I grew up 14 years without snow on Christmas. I can go for another 15. I'm upset. I'm I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I like the, like I saw brown Christmas trending in Edmonton yesterday, and you oh, know what? Listen, <laughs> we might be shitting, but chances are it's because of no snow. I'm good with it. Me too. The drives have been lovely. I don't get it at all. Google pictures of snow. <laughs> it's all there. Fake snow. Yep. Tyler, you're up next. Your Nation Gear cold from the week. Oh my god, I just had one and it went out of my head. He's um, also rattled about the snow. Yeah, no, that totally sidetracked me. I was gonna say. Fuck it. Fuck. Shit. Oh, the fact there's no Oilers games for five days. Are you kidding me? We have to go the whole weekend without watching Oilers hockey? I can't sit down, have Six a brew, days. watch Connor McDavid? That's nonsense. Six days? Unbelievable. Get it together. Why are you the way that you are? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. The good news, Tyler, is that you can go home, get some grocery shopping done. For, get home for around 6.37 and watch the evening, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock game the NHL I scheduled. 
Oh wait, they scheduled two one. games at the same time on a Friday night at five o'clock. Shout out NHL schedule for being an absolute joke again. Did you just do another cold performer? Right, another one. <laughs> no, God! I'm telling you, if no, we made a segment, God, please no. For no. his grinding of the gears. No, it's just a, no! It's just a little bundle of rage over there. Just, Nobody knows it. It's ridiculous. It comes out every now and then. <laughs> just seeps out though. It's like a slow leak. I just Jesus love when Liam that. says that he doesn't get yeah. vitamin D. You take vitamin D. You got D drops your house or what <laughs> bringing them some <laughs> Rick, you're up stuff. next your nation gear cold performer of the week this is kind of on brand for me but i think everyone's brought it up today and i think a lot of people have seen it anyways but the officiating and whether it be the department of player safety too he's got that slash from last night which is at least comparable to dumba and then nothing and then you look at everything going on in the games right now it's absolutely terrible and they just don't do anything about it i can't believe it wait a minute that's not a great but it's much better so it doesn't bother me too much yeah. Cold performer of the week for me. I was not prepared, even though we've done this every week for a thousand years now. Uh, you know what? Actually, I was on a Zoom call this morning and it didn't work very well. So I'm going to go. The internet at Nation HQ is bafflingly bad. You would think for an internet company, we would have stronger internet, but everybody in this room that has tried to do something over the Wi-Fi has had delays because for some reason we cannot figure it out. Today was one of those days. Uh, Jay, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's finish. Let's uh, wrap up the podcast with some positive news. Reversing the order. Rick, you're up first. Your Nation Gear Hot Performer of the Week. I'm going to stick a net and we're going to give it to Stu. I think we needed a big bounce back by the big fella. And uh, he's definitely had some help in front of him with the play in our own end. But the goaltender is starting to uh, do his thing now. It's getting hot Tyler, up next, your Nation Gear Hot Perform of the Week. The Shohei Otani rumors are giving me life. It's giving me a purpose to wake up every morning. Mm. I need this so bad. I want it so bad, dude. And the fact that the Jays are right in the mix there with the Dodgers, giddy up. What's your percentage? I'll, I'll say 25% chance the Jays actually get him. I like this right here. <laughs> but I don't think he'll go to Chicago. I think it's Toronto or LA. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. Like... Just the jersey sales alone, they'll make it all back. Make it they all would all like, back. oh my god, oh, it's so big. <laughs> all right, Liam, time to pay attention. Your NationGear.ca hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week goes to the five Sherwood Park Crusaders, who will represent Team Canada West at the World Junior A Challenge in the next couple of weeks. Ryan Zaremba, Dominic Payne, Diego Johnson, Brock Such. And Eric Roost. Woo! Friday, baby! Yeah, okay. let's celebrate Friday! Woo! Um, he didn't two, even have a cheat sheet. Two of the guys I, I brought in, the other two were the GM, and then the other one was Trade. Look at you. I think. Yeah, Good for you. Like there you go. But we all work together here at the show, Park Crusaders. We're one big family. Hmm. You know what Synergy. else we do? Multiple of us go to games sometimes when we want to make decisions on the players. Looking at you, everyone chirping you others for taking three guys to a Columbus game. Come on. That can't be Elvis for Merz Likens, right? No. Spen- no, God, I mean, no. He makes so Spencer much Martin. They might like Spencer Martin, yeah. Oh, Line. Stop it, Liam. Patrick Line. <laughs> Shooter for Connor. <laughs> what was that look? <laughs> he just got mad at you in his eyes. Stop. He rolled his eyes. No Why can't more. I start rumors? Line no one's going to listen to me. <laughs> Nation Dan, you're up next. Your Nation Gear Hop Perform of the Week. 
Uh, mine is going to go to, Oh, I just had it. Shit. Sorry. Uh, it's going to go to me. Um, because, uh, something that I, a fight that I started in September, uh, and knock on wood, it's over now. Uh, I picked a fight with YouTube, uh, after 3000 emails, I just reached my 3000th email since July, uh, of receiving emails from YouTube about issues with our hockey fights, YouTube channel. Uh, it's finally stopped and I got down to only receiving six last week. So, uh, myself for beating YouTube is going to be my hot performer of the week. Take that Google. He's a hot guy. Now, of course I've done that. I'm going to get a bunch, but yeah, of course. Sergey Brin specifically, he's going to show up in his Crocs and he's going to be mad at you. Um, hot performer of the week for me. I'm just, I mean, he delivered earlier for me and door it with the DoorDash segment and I'm going to do it again. Now life is so much better when we get to watch Connor McDavid do Connor McDavid things. And he has done that all week long. He is roaring up the NHL leaderboard for scoring five, six games ago. He was in 137th place, shot himself up to ninth place. If you are up at the top of the leaderboard, it is that scene from Terminator two where the fucking what's, I don't remember what his, his Terminator name was. T2. Arnold Schwartz. Nope. The other one, the liquidy guy. T2, I think. Anyway, he's running out of the car. That's Connor. Just think about it. If you're old enough, if you're not, pull your fucking life together. He's a hot guy. Pour it on. <laughs> yeah. <Alan. laughs> uh, Tyler, you have something to say? Um, no, I just read a mailbag from ESPN where every reporter picked the Dodgers except for one. Alden Gonzalez, he picked the Jays. So I believe he's the best MLB insider now. Okay. Okay. I'm just filling my brain with propaganda. We're cheering for Shohei. Oh, for sure. Is this the biggest free agent since LeBron? Yes. Steven Stamkos? Arguably bigger than LeBron. Bigger. Yeah, it's bigger than bigger. LeBron. He's going to get $550 million, dude. That's crazy. I don't think it's bigger than LeBron. It's bigger than LeBron. Messi? Oh, it's a bigger country. Was Messi coming to Miami bigger? Yeah. No. Yeah, Messi yes. coming to Miami is bigger. Yeah, what, then Shohei? Yeah. Yes. Coming to Canada? Only because only because Shohei's in his prime and Messi was not in his prime. Interesting counterpoint. He just won the World Cup, though. Yeah. Another uh, interesting And point. he also just won the Ballon d'Or, which is the best player in the world. Yeah, but he's won it a bunch of times. Funny name for a but balloon. He just won it again. <laughs> if I went to England today and said, who are these two people, and showed him a picture of Shohei Otani <laughs> and Messi, nobody would know who Shohei Otani is. No, they wouldn't. Shohei's they not going to be. What do you know about life over there? Shohei's <laughs> for just two years. No, I'm just Messi's saying. Only going to be in Miami for two years, then he's leaving. All right. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio. <laughs> it's a good debate. I guess that's where we wrap it up. All right. I want to hear from you, Owen Radio Podcast. Who's the bigger draw, Messi or Shohei? Messi, LeBron, Shohei. Messi, worldwide, LeBron, worldwide. Shohei. LeBron is three. It probably goes Messi, Shohei, LeBron. All right. Delicious debate. You Lined can't think Shohei's three on that dude. He's Shohei freaking Otani. Shohei's one message. Been in two, the league for like three. three years. Yeah. No, he's, he's oh, not, you're he's crazy. Not bigger you're than LeBron. crazy. <laughs> LeBron's older than the coach from the Utah Jazz. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. All nice. right. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>